You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Hello, everybody. That sound all right, Tip? Welcome, We're here. Wel- welcome to Pastar Prime. Mm-hmm. He's Tip. I'm Dan. Matt Castle will be joining us uh, in about 15 minutes or so. He's good. He's I, good. I, we had a blast with him. He's he, fun. He is one of those guys, and he's from Southern California. Uh, he's just a ball of energy. Very smart, but he, mm-hmm. he just he's hilarious. And I'm not episode he, 10, by the he, way. Episode, episode 10, 10. You're right. Yep. He is one of the funniest guys that I've 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 played with, mm-hmm. bar none. And I think just. If I could go back, and I don't even have to, I can just sit there and watch three people and just watch what they do and how outrageous they are, how funny they are, how how stupid they are. Yep. It would be Larry Izzo, Wes Welker, and Matt Castle. Are they all California guys? Because for me, it's California. No. There's something about that like southern, like southern to mid California guy that I played yep. with, and that's what he is. Where they're just like super chill, but fun. Full of energy, but super chill at yeah. the same time. I think that's if the best that way to sense, put it. Yeah. I don't know how to put it. No, they're I, just like they've always worn a hoodie, <laughs> they've always had a hat on, and they're just they just kind of chill through life and they just do it. Wes, I, I want to say Wes and Larry are from Texas, though. They could. Be. I mean, Texas guys are funny Te- too. I, I like know La- Larry is too. definitely from Texas. I want to say Wes is from Texas too, if not Oklahoma City. Got it. He might be from Oklahoma City. Well, Castle's good though, so we uh, got him finally good. to make he's a good. pick too. Yeah, yeah. We got him to make a pick, which got, we didn't think we were going to get. He had a he had a long, long, illustrious career mm-hmm. with seven different teams, so he's been around a lot of different players, a lot of a lot of different coaches. Um, so it was fun to talk to him. Um, obviously, one of the things that we talked about was Super Bowl. Had to, uh, you know, it, it it is the week of the Super Bowl. Probably, I mean, the greatest sporting event. We're going to do a pre. Pre Super Bowl show right now, which we had a great guest on for, and we'll do a post Super Bowl show. Yeah. And, so, and then Tom Brady is back in the Super Bowl. If you didn't already know, uh-huh. if you have not watched your television uh, in a week and a half, Tom Brady's back in the Super Bowl. Number ten for him, mm. first one with Tampa Bay in his first year in a COVID season. Uh, less practice time, less less getting that group together in the off season, less gelling. Yeah, and he yeah. brings them. Three road games also in, in the playoffs, too. Yeah, my pick. So if we're going to put our picks in right now, we're going to do a different bet. Who do you think? Yeah. Who, I'm, who I'm you taking Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Do you need the points, or do you do – you, do you, I think it's sitting around Kansas City minus three, probably somewhere Three and around. a half or four. Yeah, something like that. Um, I would take Tampa Bay money line. That confident. Yep. You know what? That's, that's nice. I'd take Tampa Bay You're money pa- line. You are, you are a Patriots fan. It's, would well, you, I'm would a you, Tom, would, Tom Brady you, fan. No, I, are, you, are you more of a Tom yeah. Brady fan or more of a Pats fan? No, I'm more of a Pats fan. It's I'm more Pat. of a – but I do like and, – and this might be something with players too. I've never – since I got done playing, I don't necessarily root for teams as much as I do people. Right. So, like, since I was done playing and, I, you know, and half the time that you played, yep. right, I might I root more for a guy that I might have played against or that I know to be successful rather than like the Red Sox because I'm from here. Now they yep. are my team. Like I want to see them win because I'm local. That's like what it is. More so than the Astros. Sure. You know, I'd like to have the Red Sox win. But I'd rather pick people to do well. Yeah. So I think that 
that's kind of maybe why I'm like, I mean, Brady was obviously like a role model, like for all of us and everything too. And a role model, <laughs> a role model, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> what cr- crush is that what you want to hear? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think crush is better for crush? you. Yeah. <laughs> role model, so, my ass. so like that's but that's a person everybody was like, hey, this I, I was 16 years old, 17 years old, and watched it for 20 years. So it's like you want the person to go win. Yeah, you know, I never, I don't think I ever really thought about it that way because. You've been in the game. You understand what it takes, the the hard work and, you know, the blood, the sweat, the tears. Mm -hmm. So that does make sense that, hey, I'm just – I know this guy. I know what it takes. Yeah. What he has to put into it, what he has to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So I I, I agree with you. Did you find yourself rooting more for people rather than the teams? Obviously, if your hometown team. I didn't grow up a Patriots fan. Yeah, what team did you grow up rooting for? I was a Green Bay Packer fan. Okay, all right. You know, we never asked that question. I, no, that's fair. Do you, know? do you still feel like you're a Packers fan at all, or is that like gone since you've, you know, I mean, yeah, it's kind of for a long yeah, time. it's probably gone. I would say yeah. it's gone. I, it, you don't still have I a feel, starter I feel jacket. Like Pack, I feel like the Packers. No, that starters. you have a starter jacket. Oh yeah, the starter coat oh, yeah. back in the day. Absolutely, that was just that was just fashion Such a great at its move. finest. I mean, they should bring those back. It, I, I thought they, they tried to with a big zipper. Yeah, the big Velcro with pocket nice star, with the zipper. The, the yeah, S and the nice. star on there. I love those. Um, I was born in the Midwest and growing up was a Packer fan. Packers, I feel like, are one of those teams you just can't hate. They haven't mm. really done anything. They haven't signed any assholes. Yep. You know, yep. they sort of just you know they're they're yeah, they're, they're, they're public by the they're publicly the they're publicly people. owned. Right. You know, they're, they're yeah. in the New York Stock Stock Exchange and you know, and so. Oh, speaking of stocks, well, who are you gonna pick first? I'm, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna root against my boy. Okay, good. All right, so we're both on. The so same we're camp we're both there. on Tampa, but we are gonna do a bet, and it's gonna be a hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred dollar bet, and it's basically fifty fifty. So it, it, this is just chance. evens and odds. So you know, quick definition how this works: the combined score, if it's forty one, you know, twenty one to twenty, there's that's an odd number, number one, right? So what am I? Evens. You're even. I'm even. So I'm zero, two, four, six, eight. Yep. You're I'm one, three, three, five, seven, nine. Yeah, see, for evens go. and odds for everybody we, out we there. Can count to ten. So whatever it finishes is hundred dollar bet. Fifty fifty. Basically a coin flip. So yeah. that's gonna be our bet. So I'm evens your odds. That's our super. Bowl I would bet. I I think I would have a problem if I was going for Kansas City just to do the opposite of you, which mm. would make better entertainment. But I know, but I, this is a good bet Sunday, though, Sun- so that we're against each yeah, other on Sunday Sunday is like a it's you remember going to Super Bowl parties when you were a kid? Oh, you know, this is this, kid. this is the game. <laughs> like the last thirty six yeah. years. This, this is the game. So yeah. you know, th- I don't want I, I, yeah. I don't want anything to mess that up. So. Okay. All right. So we got our. I even, bets got, I even got a Tampa Bay shirt. I did too. I don't know where it is though. It hasn't arrived yet. Oh, mine came in yesterday. Fanatics. Uh, it might have been an NFL shop. I should have ordered it from Squad Locker. Those guys ship fast. We yeah. know. Yeah, we could get that done. Three to five days on your door. So I should have got one from them. Even though we don't do the licenses for those, but that would have been that would have been a quick way to get something right, Max. Oh, yeah. So, a couple other things uh, you mentioned stocks. Uh, there's a crazy thing going on with the stocks. It's basically like a casino right now. People <laughs> shorting and putting and calling and all these things. People people so, figured out that the, uh, the the stock exchange Wall Street is rigged. Yeah, so and they're and trying what, to go against it. What people might not know about you and I, Dan, is you're an accounting major yes. from Boston College, yeah. and I'm a business finance major from Southern Maine. So like we, you know, we maybe look at something and understand it slightly. I don't understand what's going on. Not a clue. No idea. I put not, some money not, at work, though. No, no. <laughs> so, so yeah. w- you didn't research anything, right? I just was like, you know what? When there's a mob mentality on something, I went in. I just got to get in the game. 
so so i think it was uh, nokia I, I didn't do the i was too late on a lot of them but i was like well what's gonna be what's next you know it's pretty easy to research the stuff you know so i went after nokia i looked at it it's down 40 <laughs> percent so wasn't i tried doubling my position wasn't it the day that you got in it locked out oh yeah well, it locked so out. So time, timing wise, that's not. It good locked for out you. for everybody that needed to go to see, actually yeah, yeah. invest, like in Robinhood and all these things. But I used Merrill Merrill Lynch, so it went through I just went fine. Through slick as a whistle. Oh, Nine thirty. <laughs> so that is. Yeah, that one hurt. But. I don't. Yeah, I, I I I I don't trade my own stocks. Mm. Sounds kind probably of fun. a good idea. No, <laughs> yeah, well, especially right now. You know, I mean, <laughs> good idea. You know, I wish I got it like a week ago mm-hmm. and maybe figured it out, mm-hmm. but. I'm glad I didn't go in on Nokia. Yeah, well, I'm just going to let that one ride. So we'll see what happens. I love, I love the fact that if there's a mob mentality, I'm going in. I just I, feel <laughs> like I don't want to – I fear of missing out. You know, the FOMO thing that you, the kids say. Yeah, I have yeah. a fear of missing out. So I was like, I, I, if all these people are going to throw 1000 in and make ten grand, or throw 10000 and make a hundred grand, like I got to get skin in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't work out. But, Not yet. Um, halftime. Yeah, I wanted to ask you this because you were in, well, you won two Super Bowls. You were part of five. Part of five. Played in three. Played in three. So you were in the locker room on three, on, during three of them. Do you remember the halftime shows like right away? You were like, oh, yeah, that one was. You know. uh, I, I remember the first two. Mm-hmm. 38 was Janet Jackson and Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was a nip nothing slip. happened there. There was a nip slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I was in the locker room, so we didn't see it. Uh, the funny, there, there was a funny story on that. So we ended up beating Carolina, um, and the after party was fantastic. Mm. Um, I would assume that an Snoop, after Snoop, Super Bowl party, yeah, Snoop Dogg, Snoop, Snoop, Dog Snoop Dogg is like you know putting on a concert in the hotel, yep. and you know I forget who else was there, but. It was it was an all nighter. Let's just put it that way. It was mm-hmm. an all nighter. So I got up and I didn't get up, but I I went out and I had to go. I had, probably went to get a Gatorade or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I walk out and there was this cop there, and mm-hmm. he just looked at me. He's like, "Hey, you need anything?" I was like, "Yeah, I just need to go to a convenience store." He's like, "Hop in. I'll, I'll give you a ride." Mm-hmm. Well, they got the computer in the cop car, right? He's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, did you see what happened at halftime?" I'm like, "Oh, he pulled it right up for you. Pulled it oh, right you up. Ju- you jumped pulled, right in the front pulled seat." It. Pulled it right up in the squad car the day after oh, the Super funny. Bowl. I never, I didn't hear about it until that point. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What are you talking about?" You know, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, there was there was a uh, a wardrobe malfun- malfunction yeah. with Janet Jackson last night." So I was like, "Here, pull it up," and just showed me right in the squad car. The next year in Jacksonville was McCartney. Okay. Yep. Paul McCartney, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool because. I was a Beatles fan and, you know, Paul McCartney fan, and you could you could hear what was going on in the locker room. It's, it's a lot it's longer, just, too, right? It's, so is it's, it's a pain in the it's ass. It's too long, right? Way you actually too cool long. down. Are guys, like, on the bike and stuff yes, when you go in? no doubt. Yeah. It is completely, and you will go through that, and, you know, Tampa Bay and Kansas City will go through that preparation this week. Usually it's 12 minutes. From oh, the, you actually prep You prep for that? Oh, yeah. You try you to prep, figure out what do you want to do? It's longer pregame. It's longer usually than – Right after the national anthem, usually it's like a minute or three minutes mm-hmm. to kick off. It's longer now. So it you, you get like, warmed up, you come back down. You get warmed up, you come back down. And then yeah. the halftime's like 30, 35 minutes. It feels yeah. like you're in there forever. Is it almost to the point that if you were, you know, say say you, you know, your uniform was dirty, you know, you were sweating a lot. 
Is this like shower change put on a fresh uniform situation? <laughs> no. It's not? Okay. <laughs> you probably could, though. That's what I'm wondering. Like, you, you almost mean, like, like, hey, I had a bird f- bad first half. Like, I'm going to shift this up. I'm yeah. going to change. You, know, I, I'm gonna I, do it. you absolutely probably could. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, shitty, I would. The shitty thing for alignment is you got you know, the knee you braces the on. on. <laughs> if I'm a wide receiver or running back and I'm just taking off you know, the pants, yeah. and the, yeah, absolutely. You I'd could change probably, it up. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Absolutely. Plus, I you get an extra that. Super Bowl jersey out of it. There you go. That's a good idea. See? I like that. I like that. Um, that's, I mean, so what do we got? We got the weekend. I'm excited to see it. I'm always excited just to see what people do. He also threw like seven, six, seven million bucks of his own money on top of the hey, Super Bowl budget. He, he, hey, he knows that, you know, this is a very, very good marketing. This is how you go market yourself no right doubt. here. And they can put on, they can put on a show. Um, it went away after Janet Jackson for a little bit. Remember how bad they got? Yeah, because it was like super sensitive. MTV was doing it, right? And then yeah. they kicked MTV out, and now they have someone else now that's putting mm-hmm. them on, and they're coming back. Yep. Lady Gaga a few years ago was mm. was awesome. Yeah, powerful. Yep. Um, so the weekend, yeah, if he wants to put in his ex, he knows how important it is. Yeah, it's, it is important for sure. Um, housekeeping, two more things. Uh, I The Peloton. Oh, you're you're on a roll. I'm addicted, but yeah. you're still better than me, which is really pissing me off. No, but I mean, you're good. Just, I'm closing the gap. I'm closing the gap. It's you just got to stay with it. Oh yeah, you know, I'm staying. Stay oh, with I'm, it. I no. have a full fledged addiction. You so. uh, you have not missed a day. Haven't missed a day, and I've I've ridden uh, I've rode twice almost every day. Almost. Uh, yesterday we did a forty. At what point minute. do you think you might want to give your legs just a break? Right now it's tough going upstairs, but I can tell you the legs are getting tight. I can feel like the strength in these things, and like <laughs> things are fitting different. When, so, <laughs> so, so, so do you think this so is the end all? When, when's the last time you picked up a weight? I, you know what? My arms feel strong, and they've been a while too because I'm 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 like on those handlebars like so yeah, much. Your, but your grip strength is here's, fantastic. Here's what right I now. plan on doing: going down. We'll rebuild back up once we get down to where we need to be, and then we'll rebuild. We're good, but we're going to rebuild with muscle mass, not, you know, like Krispy Kremes. <laughs> what is it? The beatings will cease when morale improves yes, type thing? exactly. So that that's common. All right. So uh, if you want to race a lot. You, yeah, you can, you, can, you can ride with us. I've been kicking Tip's ass mm-hmm. uh, pretty regularly every time that I've, I've, I've rode, or mm-hmm. maybe not at the same time, but you it's know, did what he uh, did. An on-demand class, so you can hashtag past our yeah. prime on the Peloton. You can ride with us. Yeah, just follow our just follow our um, classes, our hashtag on it. We got Castle that's about to jump in the crew. We've yep. got David Andrews. I know I see him riding like crazy, so he's probably going to be jumping on the crew. It's, it's, so it's, it's it is addictive. It's a tremendous, tremendous dripping sweat. Oh, God. you called it. I, I am can't. soaked at the end of every. It's, time. <laughs> it's, it's a puddle. You're yeah. just a puddle, and you got sweat running down your elbows. Yep. It's a great workout. Going, I'm going shirtless. It's a great too. workout, but you do you do need to substitute some weights in there at some point. Too. I know. Well, they'll they'll come back in there. And then the other thing, I I was getting blown up on Instagram this weekend because of the Hobie Baker, which we're not necessarily a gigantic hockey podcast. We, I mean, we like to be. We've had a great hockey guest, uh, Nate Lehman. I mean, that was incredible. That was, that was a pretty good one. Right after USA Hockey won the uh, gold medal. But um, there's the Hobie Baker coming up. There's a couple of Boston College guys in it. You know, Spencer, Spencer Knight. Knight's one, yep. Matt Boldy's another. So go on there and vote. Get these BC guys up there. I believe the list. they're number one in the country right now, too. <sighs> Look at that. Yeah. When I know Boldy got drafted, I think, 12th by Minnesota. Yes. So let's throw some votes their way. You know, go get them and, and light them up. And then we're jumping into the Castle interview. So uh, is that it, Dan, for the Super Bowl? We got our bet in. Yeah. I we, just I – just, uh, I want Tampa to win, but I don't think they're the better team. You're, you're, are you pulling? Back? I'm just no. I'm just, I'm just putting it, okay. putting out there. I mean, that off- offense is insane. 
we talked about it with Castle at yeah, the end. Let's, if let's, if let's, there's if there is another win, that Derby trip is going to be something special. I think. Go Bucks! Yeah, go Bucks! All right, we got a good one today. Former former teammate of mine, a uh, very good friend, hell of a player. Fourteen years in the NFL with seven different teams, which probably doesn't sound like he's that good, mm. but. You know, if you want a backup quarterback, this is your guy, Matt Castle. And I'm excited. We, I, you know, I've been debating where to start with uh, Mr. Castle, but this fan that he has going in the back of the, in the room right now, for a guy who spent 14 years in the NFL, made however much money. We're not even going to put that out there right now. People can Google it if they want. Mm-hmm. But you sounds like you have a, like the first computer made. Is is that just the fan going? Hey, you know what? It's it's hot in my office. Sometimes I like to turn on the fan. No, but I do have like a 1996 Microsoft. So like, <laughs> you're lucky I even have video. Uh, did on you did you pay for it? Uh, I didn't. You know, and so that's one of the benefits for when you go to some of these deals and they come up and they give you something and you're like, yeah, I'll yeah, use it. Yeah. And I found it. They give you a, they give you a crappy computer and you're going to use it. It actually works perfectly fine, other than that really loud <laughs> engine that you guys are hearing in the background. You the know, only gonna, d- does it have solitaire. Does yeah, it have yeah, solitaire on it? That's, solitaire all, that's all he has on it. Just oh. internet and solitaire. Solitaire and Wikipedia. That's it. That's I it. Mean, like what was it? The Encarta. Well, you know the old school little app or whatever that they used to have when we were growing up. That's about it. I think he, it. he's a little bit young. He's a little bit younger than me. I don't even know what Encarta is. Well, I'm younger than all of you, I think. Yeah, but yeah, enough. I don't know. What hey, it is before we get to the football career and all that stuff, which is pretty cool. Uh, fun fact about you uh, that I don't know if everybody knows it, but if you want to watch a great sporting event in the summer, you watch the Little League World Series. Mm. And you had yeah. the opportunity okay. you had the opportunity as a youngster, 12 years old, to play in that game. You represented the, the American uh, national team. Yeah, the, well, won, the team that won yeah, the, the U.S. Team. The U.S. Yeah. The U.S. team that wins, they play right. the world team, and you play. And you play in the world champions. Unfortunately, you didn't beat Venezuela. Venezuela. Uh, Venezuela. Venezuela. Yep. I can't talk. Yep. Venezuela. Venezuela. <laughs> that time. You got very. How yeah, was, Dan wanted to add an extra oomph to I gotta, Venezuela. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta slow down with this stuff. I yeah. just keep rolling. Slow down. But uh, how was that experience just playing? Because you know, Tip played you know minor league baseball. I played baseball growing up and all that stuff. You always watch the game and see those kids go out there and compete. It looks pretty cool. How was it from you know your perspective playing? It was incredible. Are you kidding me? You're 12 years old, right? And especially leading up to that tournament, you're with all your buddies going through, you're eating a ton of pizza, and don't kid yourself, I had my fair share. I was probably about 15 pounds overweight at that point um, just because of all the pizza parties. But then you go to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and you get to st- st- stay in barracks. So you're away from your parents, everything. It's just a complete – can I cuss on this thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let it rip. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a complete shit show, right? Yeah. You got pillow fights every night. It's pranks. You're, you know, whatever you possibly can do. Pillow you're having fights. fun. But then at the same time, all pillow these people fight. are there, like Mizuno, Easton, all, all the glove companies. They're giving you free stuff, like, every day. So I had, like, three new gloves, new batting gloves, three new bats. It was absolutely incredible. And plus, like, you're there, and it's, like, the biggest stage for any 12-year-old sporting event that you could possibly be a part of. So, you have ESPN. Yeah, yeah. It. Oh, it's it huge. Was just, 
an incredible like platform, incredible stage, and you don't really recognize it as a 12-year-old kid, right? You're sitting there enjoying playing baseball with your buddies, but at the end of the day, like it was incredible. We won the USA. We lost to Venezuela, and the reason we lost to Venezuela because they don't check birth certificates, <laughs> yeah. obviously. They had like 15, 16-year-olds pitching off the bump, throwing 98 with yep. mustaches. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there was a little bit of an, an imbalance there in terms of the from a competitive standpoint. But then after that, it was incredible. We went on the Jay Leno show. We met three different presidents. They had a parade for us when we got home. It was like rock star status. And we're just like, this is amazing. We're in the Rose Parade. I mean, just crazy stuff. <laughs> That's pretty that cool. Was, uh, lifelong memories. We're about to talk about a lot of teams that you're on. It sounds like that might be the best team he's been on. Like, yeah, he's so excited. When you're 12 years old and you see the ESPN cameras out there, do you, do you get nervous? No, you don't even think about it at 12, right? You just kind of know that they're they're filming and stuff, and then you do some interviews, and you're so raw, you're just like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. the conversation is. But it's pretty straightforward, but it was wild. Like, the you kind of go into this, like, little bit of a celebrity status. Like I said, you go and do these things, but you don't really recognize and appreciate it until you get much older. Yep. And when you look back and go, man, that was incredible. Do you like still keep in touch with some of those guys? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, yeah, who's still, the best player? Yeah, do you still keep in touch? Yeah. Who's the best player that you had on that team? Was it you? Uh, I mean, I used to hit. I, I could swing it now. <laughs> I, I swing it a little bit. Let's, let's be honest. But we had, let's see, Nathaniel Dunlap played uh, in the major leagues. My mm -hmm. best friend is still my best friend to this day. Matt Fisher was our shortstop. He, uh, he played in the minor leagues. Matt Cunningham played in the minor leagues for a little while. We oh, yeah, I played with Matt Cunningham. I played yeah, Matt Cunningham. He was with the Astros. Yep. 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 We had quite a few guys that actually went on and played in minor league baseball. Nobody really ever established themselves in the pros. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun team. And Dude. we went seven. I mean, we were 17 and 0 until we got to the World Series. And I think we were so having so much fun. We lost in the first round, but then came back, won the USA, the bracket from the losers bracket, came back, won, and then played Venezuela in the championship. But it was amazing. That same team. Went to the 13-year-old Little League World Series the fall. I mean, the 13-year-old World Series the following year in Michigan, but they get no coverage in 13. No, right. no free yeah. stuff there. Nothing there. I might. We might have to cut this or not because I can't remember if this story is accurate. Max, Matt Cunningham, his father, because we got drafted the same year. I'm pretty sure it was the guy beside Phil in Cheers. He was an yes, extra. Am I right? 100%. You're 100% yeah. right. And he was yeah, like the he guy was. that was in like, he was in like 500 episodes, right? And I think he had seven or eight lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> He's just he a residual checks like left and yeah, right. Give me, give me the residual yeah. checks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. He's on cheer. Somebody sent me a clip of him in one of the episodes the other day, and it was classic. I was sitting there because he used to coach us growing up, too. Right, you know, right. Coach Cunningham, so it was unbelievable. Yeah, but he was part of Cheers. Okay, he was an actor, so I have yeah, the memory. You jogged the memory you. right there. there. Memory. Jeez. So did you play? Nailed did out. you play football then? Growing up with all these kids that were you know tremendous athletes as well, or were you from different parts? And this was just like one of those you know the, the all star teams put together from all over in California. No, we were Northridge Little League, man, and so we all grew up in Northridge, and it actually just ended up, we had, we knew that we had a talented team, but didn't know where it was going to go, and then, you know, you go through district, and then, you know, I think it's however many different tournaments that you go, we were 17-0, like I said, getting there, so you go through quite, the other thing was Western Regionals was amazing in California, and you go out there and play all the best teams from Hawaii and all the West Coast and do all that. So it was just a collective group of guys that came together that we just had a really talented group, and that's what happened. It was crazy. But in terms of football, it really 
a lot of those guys didn't play football with me. I started playing football, Pop Warner, probably when I was nine. Mm-hmm. For, uh, the Northridge Knights, baby. We looked like the Steelers. We had pretty sweet colors. <laughs> I mean, we were, we, were, we were pretty decent there. I played, played linebacker and quarterback. Go figure. Did you start on that team? <laughs> You're the starting hey, quarterback on that team? Or? I started <laughs> a ton of games, guys, in the NFL. Remember, I started for Kansas City. Remember, I started. That's right. I remember. Did you? Did you? Yeah. I took did, over Tom I, Brady's I, job. I, okay? I, they, they, they didn't want Tom Brady to play that season in 08. I mean, the reigning MVP. They're like, Castle, you're ready. Step in. So I did. That's okay? right. They asked and you then, to. Then, but did you I, start I at USC? Some, did you start at USC? Who needs to start in college? That's for like guys that need the need the reps. I didn't need the reps. No, obviously. you were preserving you were, yourself. You, were just, you didn't want to get hit. Yeah. You no. were just sandwiched in between two Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah, exactly. They so you didn't want to win the Heisman. Trophy. I mean, if you would have worked a little bit harder in college, maybe you would have. You know, you could have held the trophy a little bit. True. I mean, I, I just want to dabble a little tight. Just end. take I one snap. Yeah, take college. I mean, probably, probably the, the biggest play I can remember in college was me on the hands team of getting the hands team recovery against UCLA. <laughs> that was basically my game to play. Hey, that's, a, that, so hey, that's an in-town yeah. rival. That, that's a yeah. big play right there. It is. Big, big deal. Is. So big when deal the Pats draft you, you just like, what the hell just happened? That's exactly what happened. When the, So it's so funny because going into the – Going into that whole process, right, I, I went up to my coach and I said, hey, I'm thinking about just going out and trying out for pro day. He's like, Castle, I think you might want to look for another occupation. And I was like, Carl Smith, we called him Tater. I was like, thanks, coach. Yeah, that was uplifting. I was like, screw this. I'm still going to go out to pro day. So I show up and these guys look at the list. They're like, you're not on the list. I'm like, I'm a senior. I've been on the team. Can you just let me please participate? So I go out and I threw the heck out of the ball that day. Little, little did I know, like scouts came in after I threw and they're like, what's your story? What's, what's going on? Yeah, like, what'd you do wrong? Carson Palmer was the first pick overall. And then the other guy just won the Heisman. So, I mean, uh, yeah, there was, I got sandwiched a little bit in between some guys. And uh, at that point I had some private workouts with all different teams, like probably four or five different teams. And then, but the Patriots weren't on the radar right. whatsoever. So that morning of the second day of the, or the final day of the draft, I get a phone call from Pioli saying, Hey, we're thinking about taking you. If we take a quarterback, otherwise we'd like to have you come in as a free agent, which that's what I anticipated. Right. Hopefully just getting a shot. Yep. And then seventh round, my, the agent that I had, Dave Dunn, the only reason I had an agent was because I had to call Carson and say, Carson, um, I don't know what to do in terms of representation. You were the first round pick. Who's your agent? Can you represent? Him? He's like, done deal. Yeah. Good friend. There you go. Good yeah, friend. that's so a good friend. I, I go down, I'm sitting there with Lauren, now my wife at the time, my girlfriend, and I get a phone call. And they said, come in here. There was a few phone calls coming in talking about bringing me in for to be a free agent. And then the next thing I know, they're like, hey, Coach Belichick's on the line. I was like, what? And so I pick up the phone and he's like, Hi, uh, Matt. This is Coach Belichick. I want to let you know that we're going to take you next in the NFL draft. I was like, Coach, are you messing with me? Is this really <laughs> Coach Belichick? And he goes, yes, this is Coach Belichick. Congratulations. Welcome to the Patriots. And I ran in the other room, and I'm on the phone. He's like, please hold for Bears. Was, was, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm looking at Laura. I'm going, watch the television. Watch the television. She's like, she's like flipping through it. Yeah, nothing's come up. No. No, nothing's come up. And I'm like, watch it. And it goes, ding, ding, ding. Matt Castle, USC, drafted. And, and even the announcers on the thing, they're like, I have no idea who this guy is. He was no a hands idea. team. There's he's no, a hands team specialist. He's That's got how no, they draft he's got, no, he's yeah. got no quarterback stats yeah. at college, but yet he's listed yeah. as a quarterback, which is amazing. He, yeah. he also said, which is funny, the USC Pro Day, they had to, like, check him in. They're like, who? Like who? Like, <laughs> you needed your ID to show up at the yeah. USC Pro Day. You played for the yeah. team. 
So I played for the team. Yeah. Um, you're not on the list. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. But, when, but I was on the team. Yeah, yeah, you were on the team. There's no doubt about that. And after, like, after a certain point, you get up to the sixth and seventh round of the NFL draft. A lot of those guys at that point would rather go free agency because then they get to pick their situation that they want to mm, go to. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you yep. get drafted, we. Yeah. Yes, it's. I mean, it's a tremendous honor to get drafted, and there's not that many, you know, two hundred or two fifty maybe every yeah, year. Yeah. So you're happy to get drafted, but was that was that were you happy coming to New England? Obviously, Tommy's not going anywhere at that point. Yeah, honestly, I was just happy to get a shot, and yeah. I didn't understand what the dynamics were. I remember the first day coming into those meetings. You know, they put up the depth chart, and I'm sitting there, and at the time, it's Tom Brady, Rohan. What was uh, the, Rohan what, what was the first meeting? With Tom, how would that go? Oh, you know what? It's interesting because I was such a little like I was star starstruck, right? And I come up and I call him Mister Brady. Uh. He's like, "Don't call me Mister Brady. Call me Tommy or or TV." I was like, "Okay, yes, sir, TV." And then uh, and so I just shut up and listened, right? Because I didn't know I, w- I was overwhelmed by the whole process. Anyway, you're moving from California, your first time away from home. You're in Boston for from the reigning Super Bowl champions. I'm trying to just get everything. You know, just just suck it all in, take it all in, and at the same time, you know, you also have to absorb the the playbook and all that. But mm-hmm. at the time, we had five quarterbacks there, yeah. right? We had Brady, Rowan Davy, Doug Flutie, Chris Redman, and then myself was dead last in the depth chart. So I was like, okay, why did they draft me? I have no idea <laughs> right now what, where I'm going with this, but maybe I make a practice squad. I was just excited to be there. So yeah. you know, it, it worked out well, obviously in the end, but. Um, yeah, it was crazy just that whole time period of getting there and then trying to absorb that playbook, to say the least. I well, I mean, like, it really yeah. was a credit to him because he came in, and from what I remember, which I don't remember very well, <laughs> a lot, None you know, you know, it's, it's a long time ago, but there was a transition from 03, 04, and was it your rookie year that they only kept two, or was it the year after that, or do we have Redmond that was on the there year, too? year after, yeah. That, that first year it was myself, Doug Flutie, who was 41, who was what was he driving with the eagle on? Oh God, oh, man, he it oh, was dude, he was he was beautiful. He did the drop kick. He did the drop kick. He did the drop kick in the game. Uh, in the game, yeah. You know what that, was that? Oh, that was probably that. The best part about that story is so that was the my rookie year, and it was the end of the year. The starters we we had clinched playoff position, and I got to play three quarters. Well, on that particular play, before that was my first touchdown pass to Timmy Dwight. And then they bring in Flutie, and everybody in the stadium goes absolutely apeshit. Like, they're going crazy, right? They cannot wait to see this kick. Like, they think Doug Flutie's coming to play quarterback, and he drop kicks it, kicks it through. You would have thought we won the Super Bowl. He did the fist bump, whole thing. And then I run back out on the field the next series to go run two-minute and and go back in, and the crowd's pissed. They're like, Flutie, Flutie, Flutie. I was like, Damn! Yeah, it's a scene First from it's a hey, scene hey, from Rudy. Hey, 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 there, there, there's a hometown favorite there. There's one Heisman <laughs> Trophy up the road, and that's yeah. his. So, yep. you know, exactly. you, sort, you, you sort of sort of got to know your place on that one, there, Castle. Well, and, you know, they're I did. Be, I, I started yelling it too. <laughs> <laughs> before we come off the college thing, though, we just were talking before this, like the eighth string quarterback at USC. Maybe it sounds like I mean it was all Heisman Trophy winners. Was my third baseman. In the minor leagues, Billy Hart, who we used to catch pass patterns from him, like to like work out, like you know, we used to run him and he used to throw the ball. I'm like, this guy right now could go play quarterback, I think, anywhere in the NCAA. No, and he wasn't even. Did he take it? He didn't take a snap, probably right. And I love you, Billy. Yeah, we call him Billy yeah, Fart, yeah. by the way. Billy oh, Fart. He was an all time guy. It's a quality nickname. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Billy, that was the thing about the University of Southern California when Pete Carroll was there and the talent level that we had. I mean, when I was there, Carson won the Heisman Trophy, Liner won the Heisman Trophy, Reggie Bush won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, the team was stacked. We had myself, Brandon Hans, who was another guy who was a first-year starter, a freshman starter at Purdue. He took over for Drew Brees and was actually really talented, hurt his shoulder, but transferred in. Then Billy Hart, then J.D. Booty right after that. So we had five guys Santa. on staff that could probably play the <clears throat> anywhere in the country and again yeah. you had, I had a tough decision to be made because when they actually went with Lineart we competed that whole year they called me in the week before the first game in Auburn and said we're going to start Matt Lineart but if he falters at all you're going in well the rest is history right he didn't right. falter but you know there was no transfer portal so what do you do go to division two and you know and so it kind of worked out for me because I was sandwiched in between those two guys I, I still got a shot but you know the chances of that happening are so rare so I was just in a good position at the at the right time. Yeah, he's quarterback. You quarterback. No, you no doubt. That and, there, was and there's no sure. professional team in that area at that time. time. Yeah, so so I mean, USC was yeah. you know the ticket yep. in that town. Yep. Which was you know I mean even if you're sitting on the sidelines, still probably cool to go to the games and watch all that shit happen. Definitely. You no, know? I mean the game. The games were cool, but the nightlife was so much better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We could get in anywhere. Yeah, this awesome. is seventeen and a half year old. Hey, you talk red about, shirt freshman. <laughs> you talk about shots. Two thousand eight. Tommy goes down in the first game. Did you almost shit your pants on the sideline when that happened? I shit my pants. Well, and I thought I was going to pass out. To be honest with you, the blood that was rushing in my head, I could like I could hear the heartbeat in my ear because, of course, you know I'm watching the play down the field. And I think Moss had a reception and then uh, fumbled the ball that particular play. So then all of a sudden I'm watching that play, but the whole crowd, I don't know if you remember this at all, but they went yeah. dead silent. Oh, yeah. And every and this is the one time, you know, we, we know playing with him, Tom Brady is one of the toughest sons of bitches that you'll ever be around. Like, And he, he, just, and he, he won't talk about it, ever. He won't talk about it, never complains. He just gets, gets after it. And so the fact that he wasn't getting up was the first time in four years that I had been there that he hadn't actually somehow brushed it off and got up. And then he's hobbling off the field, and the doc comes up to me and says, it's an ACL. He's done for the year. Castle's your team. And I said, is that your position to say that right now? <laughs> All right. I'm already a little bit worried about the circumstances. I didn't have the best preseason, Doc. Yeah. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, hey, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't a highlight reel, to say the least. Yeah. And so, um, at the end of the day, though, Belichick goes, Cass, get your helmet. You're going in. And you know how Bill is. He's very straightforward. He's very stoic. There's no, like, Hey, you're gonna do great. This and he's just like Cass, get your helmet. You're going in. And then I remember we got the punt was down to our one yard line. Remember that mm-hmm. we ran two two plays, two uh, like 34 double or something like that. Try to get it, nothing. And then we threw a pop pass, and Randy is running down and runs right back past Patrick Sertain. He tries to jump the route, and I throw it to him for a 56 yard thing. And I was like, Oh, my God. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we like, I got to have one good game here, and then I'm solidified for the next, like, 12 years of my career. I'm good. We got to get one good uh, one under our belt. Well, I knew that we were going to have to get a few. You know, there, we went through our ebbs and flows early in that season. I mean, Miami came in with the Wildcat and just oh, won that game three. Uh, I mean, my first start was actually the second week of the season against um, the Jets and Brett Favre, which was a good, a good win for us. But, yep. I mean, it's not like we lit it up. Then we got drummed. We went out to San Francisco beat them but then we came back went and stayed west coast trip no there was there was four west coast trips four west coast games we did two trips we could be or like two mm. weeks out there during mm-hmm. the season 
which right. was and so then San Diego, the, the second part of that first trip was San Diego. San Diego drummed us, and so there was like you know yeah, everybody's yeah. like, who's this guy? Who are they going to bring in? This that, and the other. But to Bill's credit and to the coaching staff, they they stuck with me, and uh, we got we got into rhythm. And I was confident in the system, but we just you know it had it took time to kind of get to the point where they were confident in me enough to go. Okay, we're going to do what we did before. Yep. The checks, the run with me, you know, the check with knees, the different motions formationally. We expanded so much over that season, and we got we were on a roll at the end of the year. Yeah, we won four straight at the end of the year. We went yeah. ended up eleven and five. First eleven and five. Eleven and team five did not did make not, the playoffs. Did not make right? the playoffs, which was, was a shame because we were playing good. And Castle's right. There's a learning curve, especially when I mean he hadn't played in a game in a long time from yeah, college. From, you know, well, the professional. The, the, the preseason didn't. The, the preseason the Knights, didn't go so. The Steelers well. looking. Uh, the the pop the, Warner. The preseason didn't go so. I remember yeah. one time we ran a three step drop Castle, and I swear to God, I turned I around and it was just like pushed him back because he was he didn't even take any steps back. <laughs> And he just turned around just and was like, shuffle. where the hell are you right now? Get away. You know, just get back now, in the now, pocket a little bit. Now, now he says that, but I took a steady three-step drop, a healthy three-step drop, but Copen sometimes would get pushed back with his little little weight. Yeah, speed. there you yeah. go. I knew you were coming yeah. back with that. Hey, and so any bad I, snaps? Any bad snaps from No, him? there was Actually, one. yes, I was just about to say this. Okay, there was we one. We won the Jets game that yes. we went to OT in, but midway through the game, third quarter actually, Copen decided to snap the ball. 30 yards over my head <laughs> in a mad scramble back. It came a little early. That was, <laughs> I had one, I had one fumbled snap under center my rookie year and I had one up until that point, one bad shotgun snap. And that was you. And I know exactly why. In what the, did I do? No, you didn't do anything. You were perfectly fine. It was not your fault. In the first half of that game, we were going against Chris Jenkins and Heath Evans ran up on him on was Heath there? One of the running backs ran up. Maybe yeah, Heath was there. Heath ran up on me, and my elbow, my left elbow, got hyperextended. So oh. they went and they wrapped it up a little bit, put some braces on it, took a right. few pills, tried to get to the second half. I was not all there in the second half. The, the more yeah, you know I, with I, the I could, star, the I more you know. Because this is the funny part is right after <laughs> Kilton comes up to me and goes, what happened? I said, what happened? You just snapped the ball 30 yards <laughs> over my head. What happened to you? Oh, God. He, and you know oh, what? Shit, and my fault. Too, I mean, especially guys like Copen. I mean, he's automatic, right? So that never happens. But when it does happen, I mean, you talk about mental anguish that they go through and how they just are like, oh, my God, like this, that, and the other. It's so funny. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a golfer that's got the yips. But you, at least you kept it together, dude. No, we got through the game. We got the oh, win. Yeah, we, I do remember. I, I do remember that step. No doubt, that was way. Oh, that's that in was, your head. That was it's way, in his head right now. I can that hear was way it. early. He's, but all right, he's th- thinking about it. You get through that season. Now you're on to Kansas City. Huge, huge contract. Ooh, huge spicy. contract. Few in a row. Yeah. Huge contract. You're the starting guy out there. Not so good the first year. Second year, take them to the playoffs. You're in the Pro Bowl. You love your coach, right? No, no. Todd Haley, 27, 27 touchdowns, yeah. seven picks, I think. I looked that yeah, up. We did. We were, we were rolling a little bit, you know, and the thing is, like, it's amazing because you come from a culture of New England, right, which is so regimented, and they're so meticulous to detail, and you feel so prepared when you go into games, and you, you don't understand that not everybody operates the same way. They don't always – 
you know, go about their week in the same manner. They, they're not as detailed about, like, what they want to do against particular coverages or adjustments and this, that, and the other. So once you leave New England, there's a huge adjustment that takes place. And, and as from a quarterback position, sometimes you fight the system because you're sitting there going, wait, I've always been taught that we don't run into that or right. that we, we don't throw this particular route against this coverage. We check out of it and we get to something better, right? And so that was a tough adjustment. And plus the team, we had some rebuilding to do, obviously. That team was, I think, 2-14 and 14 or 4-12 four, four and 12 the year before. And so that first year was a struggle for sure, just in so many different ways. And not only that, but we went through that first offseason when I got to Kansas City with Chan Gailey as our coordinator. And then literally after the last preseason game, he gets fired, and Todd, Todd Haley takes over play calling responsibility. We didn't even have a quarterback coach. Right. So so we go in. The season was what it was, but we got on a little bit of a roll near the end of the season. Next year, Charlie Weiss comes in. Yeah. I'm familiar with that system, right? I, that's something I grew up in with New England. So we go and we start, you know, we start building something. Well, Todd Haley, she, Charlie Weiss can't really coexist. The personalities, for whatever reason, just didn't, didn't mesh well, Shocking. to say the least. Huh? Shocking. Shocking, right? Shocking, yeah, they're, they're too, Shocking. Too Charlie. Charlie, I've never met Todd, Todd, but I, I I know Charlie, and from what you've told me uh, yeah. about Todd, I don't see them getting along very well. What was the? What's the fun? What the? I've heard it. I don't think I've heard it from you directly. Yeah. The final, the final thing that broke the straw. Is that when, broke uh, the camel's broke back. Broke the camel's back. Broke the camel's back. <laughs> I mean, broke the straw. When, yeah, when, no, Todd, when Todd was finally let go. When, no, no. When you wouldn't come off the field. Oh, oh yeah. Dan yeah, was that mentioning was, uh, that. that. I mean, that, that was a that's just a ballsy, <laughs> impressive move. Yeah, can you elaborate a, on that? situation. Yeah, I, I, can, I can talk about it a little bit. So, uh, we were – it was the second to last game. We're going up against, uh, actually, Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans. And – they kept early on the game. Look, we knew that they were going to try to bring pressure. They were a max pressure team, right? Safety's involved. And we had some run plays called. And we were talking about early, earlier in the week with Charlie Weiss. I was like, look, I, I got to check out of this. So I just max protected, throw quick outs, and we keep moving the sticks, right? Todd wanted to run the ball. And so every time I'd come off the field, he was screaming at me. And I was like, well, we had t- discussed this. So this was going on for most of the first half. So then. Third quarter comes around, he calls a boot, and I pull up, right? I don't break contain, I pull up, and I can already he's, – he's mad at me, right? He's screaming at me. And so we ended up having to punt, and I'm coming off the sideline, and he, he's, he's in my ear. And, like, you know, at one point as a player, you're competing and all this stuff, and, and then finally it met ahead. And I, I, I said something like, oh, like, you better play the position. Now, look, it's wrong, it's disrespectful, but sometimes those situations happen. Yeah. I go sit down, he comes back over – there's more banter going on, right? And he's still yelling. And, and then, and then I said something, something immature and stupid, which I never should have said. But something like, "Oh, this is what we need right now is you yelling at me, ah!" And then he says, "Screw you! You're 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 benched, Brody. You're in." And I was like, I didn't think like he was being serious, right? Yeah. You know, like, and and I understand that he's pissed off at me because I'm I'm yelling at yelling back at the head coach as a player, and and I get that. But then he says that. And then I'm getting ready to go back out on the field, and, like, all the coaches are coming up. Matt, he says, he says you're out. I'm just like, what are you talking about? We're at the end of the third quarter trying to, like, win the AFC West, right? And so I run back out on the field. I wasn't I, – technically, I wasn't supposed to. And they won't give me a play in my helmet, so I call a play. And then they send Brody out on the field, and everybody's kind of like – confused because we had a pretty decent lead at that point but at the same time not enough to go into the fourth quarter completely comfortably and finish the game right right 
So, and I told Brody before I went in, I was like, bud, I am so sorry right now. Like, I know this is going to upset you, but I'm going out. So then they send him down on the field. Quarter switches, first play of the fourth quarter, he throw, the ball gets tipped up. I, like I said, I feel guilty as charged, right, for putting him in that position. Interception. Now everybody's pissed, right? Everybody's <laughs> mad. Linemen are mad. They're like, what are we doing? And so I was like, are we done messing around like this, that, and the other? And, 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 I'm, and they're like, Castle, I don't know what to tell you. He says you're still out. Uh, and I was like, so I wait there. I'm the team captain, and I felt like it was something that was important to our team and the franchise at that point to go out on the field and finish the game. So I ran back out on the field. Well, the first <laughs> few plays – they still wouldn't give me a play in my helmet. Like, he wasn't letting me. Oh, they're so leaving I'm, you out to dry. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling my own plays to start the drive. Finally, they were like, all right, well, we can't take him back out at this point. So they started giving me some plays. We went down, kicked the field goal, and we won the AFC Championship, AFC West that year. And uh, But it was just a crazy circumstance. That really, yeah, that, that created a little bit of division, to say the least, <laughs> between us. Yeah. The fact yeah. that he's, like, just so immature, and obviously you were too in certain situations, but, right. the, but no, you're auto no. on the field. you got to get you a play at some point. Yeah, you know, it's – like I said, I, I understand I was at fault, and I was the first one trying the next day to go in and say, look, I, I, I'm sorry, I apologize, you know, and you know how it goes. There's heavy emotions in all these games, sure. right? Especially yeah, yeah. on Sundays when you're getting through, and sometimes there's arguments that take place. But I never had it escalate to that point to where they're like, "Hey, you're out. You're you know you're a starting quarterback. You're our team captain, but you're out. Yeah. So the, you're out of the game in a in the pivotal game, a must win game in order to keep us from either winning or losing the AFC West. I mean that yeah. that was crazy about it. You know that was the unfortunate circumstance. I would have called. I would have called the craziest plays ever if I was him. Hail, I would have been like, uh, Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Like, we're just throwing this ball up in the air. It's jump ball time. Absolutely. Bombs away, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Todd's not talking anymore. We're going, boys. Yeah, Here we're we go. going deep. What about uh, so Kansas City now? Tommy's you know, back in the Super Bowl. What, mm. I mean, how, how is that possible? It's incredible. It really is. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, 10 Super Bowl appearances – now right. he's already got six Super Bowl championships at the age of 43 with a truncated offseason with a new head coach, a new offensive system, all new players. And look, I mean, I had to experience before when it, no matter what, no matter what player you are, when you go to a new city with everybody, not only do you have to take your family and kind of establish new roots and all that stuff, and especially in the comfort that you've been for the last 20 years. But the grind of an offseason, especially when you don't have OTAs and all that, of learning a new playbook, getting familiar with your play caller, all that, and then also building the trust and respect from all those guys. Obviously, he walks in with a resume that speaks for itself. So the, he automatically has respect, but you still have to build those relationships yeah. in the locker room. And so what he's accomplished this year has just been incredible. And you think about it, I mean, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions on the year, 40, over 4,600 yards passing this year it's one of his best statistical years in all of his career and you know you, you put that many talented guys around tom brady who is the best to ever play the position he's gonna it's, he's gonna figure it out and have success right but the way that he's done it and then also at the end of the season the way they finished with four straight victories to go on the road three three different road victories go up to green bay win last week i mean it's absolutely phenomenal, and you know he he's up there with the greats, the the, the Michael Jordans of the world. Yeah, yeah. The, not not just the, football, the James. I mean, it's oh my earpiece. There you go. Oh, oh, oh. oh fumble. <laughs> <laughs> what, Dan, did Dan snap you that earpiece? 
That's what when you, when you skimp and you, you get the like knockoff Apple toy. <laughs> oh, those aren't the, those aren't the AirPod Pros? Slippery. They're slippery. No, absolutely not. They're, they're way worse. Maybe, than maybe, no maybe it's the generic uh, pods that are making that fan sound. <laughs> There's a fan yeah, inside I, of them. That's, pro- that's probably it. It's good for my head right now. Yeah, so so you're taking Tampa Bay then? Is it Tampa Bay for you in this game? What's your pick here? It's, you know what? That, that's that's a tough one for me. Uh, you know, people have been asking me because, I mean, Kansas City, let's be honest, they proved it last year. And the kid, Patrick Mahomes, is like the, be- the best quarterback in the game right now. Right. And I'm yeah. not saying it's no, no, no. just hey, like – people. I hate but, when that – I hate when, you, like, you say, oh, Mahomes is better than Brady or Rodgers is better than Brady. That's right. just right now. I mean, yeah, it's this moment. Yeah, this moment. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about yeah, it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're faster. Yeah. They may have a stronger right. arm or whatever. But, you know, as far as, like, the whole career, there's no question. Yeah. There's no doubt. But No, there's no doubt. But, like, Tom Brady is the GOAT, right? Yep. But then you're talking about a young, young kid who's 25 years of age. He, he takes over for Alex Smith, lights the league on fire, wins the MVP in his first full season as starter, wins the Super Bowl the next year, Super Bowl MVP. They're back in the Super Bowl this year. Again, that you t- he's so talented. He does things that only maybe Aaron Rodgers can do in right. terms of just a, from a physical standpoint. But his mobility and his, you know, a lot of times you watch him in, in his play and you think, is he, is he reckless? Oh, but it's not. Like those off-schedule plays and secondary plays of getting out of, getting out of the pocket, the ability to throw the ball downfield, the accuracy. And he makes plays that nobody else in the league can do at that position. I mean, he's special. And you have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins. Again, another the, probably the top two talented offensive groups in terms of their weapons are going up against each other. And they just score at will. And we saw it last year. They got behind, what, 21, 24 points to Houston in the first playoff yeah. game, and they can score at will. So they're never out of a game. And so – the one thing I'll say, you know, if Tampa Bay's defense shows up, I think they absolutely have an opportunity to win. But it's hard to pick against Kansas City until they they, they prove that. Talk about the defense. What about the two tackles that Kansas City are going to be that, missing that, for this game? That, that, yeah, I mean, Schwartz is out, obviously, and then their other uh, Fisher. Fisher just tore his Achilles. So, I mean, with Shaq Barrett, and then you've got on the other Jason – Jason Pierre-Paul, who's damn good as well. Sue, yep. Vita Vea's back, and then you've got Delvin White as well. I mean, I don't know how much they're going to be blitzing Mahomes in this game versus needing to play coverage, but at the same time, I mean, they if they get after him in the front, that's going to be the determining factor for this defense. Obviously, they're not going to play a ton of man against the team, the team like this. You just can't, right, because of the team speed that they have for Kansas City. But if they get out there and they can pressure the quarterback and pressure Mahomes, that'll be the difference in the game. Hmm. We're ready to watch it. Like, he's still not making quite a pick, but maybe no, he can't. We, we, I, yeah. No, I, not, he might have obligations. Yeah, that's you know, right. He might not be able. He's an analyst now that's for right. NBC Sports yeah. Boston. What about you know? Or you say you know Mahomes and the athletic ability and all that stuff? Do you? You know, I mean, Tommy doesn't have that. But have you seen a better, better decision maker than Tommy? Does Mahomes have that quality? Is that he something that's innate, or is that coached as well too? It's coach as well. I mean, the system itself is beautiful. How he t- takes advantage of his strengths and plays to his strengths, and you see it. Like it, it's incredible. Not only do they have the different pass patterns and the isolation of Kelsey on the backside of formations, but the RPO game that they have, the run run pass option stuff. I mean, that's really what they rely on in terms of their run game, and it's an easy read for Mahomes. But he's he's literally faking. They've got a tight end slicing back across the formation to give him a little bit of presence there on the defensive end. But then they run the route combinations off that, and he's reading one defender. As soon as they overcommit, I mean, it's an explosive play, and you saw that 
through like last week against the Bills, you see it throughout the course of the season. Like that that RPO system that they have in place, not only that, but they've got the jet sweeps, the reverses mm-hmm. that they do, and his ability to take shots down the field. I mean, he's it's incredible. But his decision making is outstanding. And he doesn't make a lot of bad mistakes. He doesn't have a lot of forced errors. There's not a lot ton of turnovers. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fumble the ball in the pocket. And then he uses his legs in the right way, right? There's times where he picks and chooses. He stays a passer when he gets outside the pocket. But when he does take off, he's very, very effective with running the ball too. I mean, it's a it's a great offensive scheme, but he he's the guy that runs that whole system. He's a guy. He's, he's, he's worth a half a uh, billion he, bucks. Gosh, yeah, that's yeah. so much money. That's a ton. That's a lot. <laughs> gosh, so it's much, so much money. So yeah. much. Where, where are you on Brady and Belichick? You know, everybody's getting, you know, Bill's sort of getting – getting plastered right now with some shit well yeah i mean of course there anybody after 20 years of bill being at the top of his game and then everybody saying well you lost tom brady and bill you know it was tom brady it's not bill i mean it's their opportunity to stick it to bill because a down year anytime you have that type of transition where you have the all-time greatest quarterback that's been part of your system and you're making a transition from that to a new quarterback, particularly Cam Newton, which yeah, didn't yeah. really fit the style of that offensive unit. Well, he didn't, fit, struggle, didn't fit arm right? strength either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it, there was accuracy issues. There was all the things that took place this year. And it also went back to, look, they also have a case to be made in terms of drafting people, right, Nikhil Harry, and that, that hasn't worked out yet. No. They drafted two tight ends this year that ha- hadn't really had any production in terms of this year. I mean, the running back, their stable of running backs were great. Their offensive line was outstanding, but from the, uh, just the weapon standpoint, and that's primarily, I think, why Brady absolutely chose to move on right. was he knew that he was going to be in the same boat as what they were mm. last year in 2019 of winning games mainly through defense, but offensively there wasn't enough. And as you well know, Cope, this is a matchup-driven league, man. Yep. If you don't have guys to go out there and win one-on-one battles and, and do that, then you're going to look like a mediocre quarterback because yeah. within that system, within the type of ball – that Tom Brady plays, you know what? You're going to have to get open, and you're going to have to do that. And he can put you in a good position. He can throw the ball accurately. But if you're not creating separation and not being able to get open against certain guys, nobody's going to be successful. In this yeah, season. you know, I, I saw Amendola came out with an interview, maybe the, this morning or something, said, flat out, Tom Brady is the Patriot way. Yep. You know, and just you know, just discarding Bill and what he did for 20 years and – you know, you just—I just have a hard time. I have a, I have a hard together. time discrediting. You know, Bill is a coach, and you said it right there. It's about matchups. Yeah, players go out there and execute the play, and you know, the, you know, they make the tackles, they make the throws, but the coaches are the ones that help them to put those in those positions mm-hmm. to get the best matchup. So, you know, as a coach and a player, it's it's fifty fifty. There was a there was a commercial oh, spot that was you know uh, it, it, there's two Goliaths. It wasn't like you know one was it was it was two Goliaths yeah, yeah. Brady and Belichick. It was, yeah. I think Barstool had a sweatshirt like that. I wanted to get it, I missed it. Should've but that's that's why there was twenty years of power. You had two people that were doing it. So yeah, and, and yeah. like I said, look, I, I played for a lot of different organizations, a lot of different offenses, and and the fact of the matter is, Bill Belichick and what he does and how he has you prepared week in and week out, the mindset that you have to have. Look, you have to be a mentally tough player. There's no doubt about it. It's not always the most enjoyable work environment to go to but he holds everybody accountable and there's not one person that's off limits and when you talk about bill like i just remember on tuesdays which are normally your day off we used to get to go into bill's office and it was my favorite time during the week and we'd sit there and you'd break down the opponent you'd break down each of 
each de uh, defensive back that they have, their strengths, their weaknesses, overall view of how we can attack this guy, their safeties. We, if there's a good linebacker matchup, or like because we had Kevin Falk at the time who was an outstanding third down back, if he wanted to talk about a particular matchup with a certain linebacker, he's like, look, we can take advantage of this guy. If you get mm -hmm. Kevin Falk in space, it's a great option for you. So by the time you walked in on Wednesday and you started implementing the game plan, you'd sit there with so much confidence because you know why you're attacking certain people, what routes you want to throw against certain individuals and the matchup that you're looking for. And there's no other place I've been that did it quite like what Bill, Bill was able to create there in the environment for success. For, for particular players and to play to people's strengths. And you can look across, look, throughout those 20 years, you can take players like Wes Welker, who was cut by San Diego, who had probably, you know, 40 career catches to his name before he got there. And then he went five years straight with over 100, 100 receiving um, receptions per year, over 1,000 yards, bunch of touchdowns. I mean, but before that, Nobody, Wes Welker wasn't a household name. Yep. It was because mm -hmm. he came back. Uh, Randy Moss was at, you know, they thought he was dead in the water. Like, he, he didn't have anything left. He comes in, has sets the new NFL record for TD receptions that next year. Look, they put people in a position to be successful. And it's that entire coaching staff takes on that mentality of what Bill creates for that program. Yep. So you were uh, the last The last thing that I have before we ask our last question normally is, yep. you know, Dan mentioned, you know, the pranks that you guys were playing. We had Matt Light on a few weeks ago. You know, I guess he was a prankster. But you got blamed. You might not have done them, but you got blamed for a lot of them. It felt like you were a scapegoat. You lost your tires one time or your wheels one time, Dan mentioned. So did, yeah. were you pranking the guys or were you just getting blamed for it? Is that, a, is that the backup well, thing or what, what was the deal? No, well, really what happened was the start, the whole situation, well, I used to always swing the door open in the quarterback room, and Brady would always kind of be right there by, by the door, and he'd always be like, you're going you're gonna to give me a concussion. Don't swing the door open. <laughs> right? And I was, you know, we were boys at that point, so I could, I would give it back to him a little bit, right? I'm like, okay. It so took, it took a few years. Huh? It took a few years, though, to get to that point. Yeah. Oh, thanks for pointing that out, Copen. Okay, good point. Um, anyway, so with that, <laughs> duh, I didn't walk in the building and like get to know the guy, right? We had, he had to establish a relationship. But nonetheless, we had an established relationship, but he put his foot up against the door. I had this huge plate of food. He knew I was coming, and the whole thing exploded on me. I was like, all right, good deal. So I went, and they had the old school Gatorade, those thick Gatorade, like 50 carbs in one thing, and I poured them in those, you know, those old school Air Force Ones, the white ones. That yeah. I poured it in there. I put the um, flaming hot um, muscle rub in his underwear. I did something else, right? So as now I'm walking out, I've already showered and all that. I'm walking out to my car. He comes out with this huge shake, throws it on me, and then I dump a trash can on his, uh, on his car. So now the next day I come in, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, why is my practice jersey already on my, my pads? <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I was like, I smelled it, and I was like, oh, no, he didn't. He had like, he, I think he probably pissed on my, my pad or something yeah. like that, like, yeah. or my shirt. And so now I was like, all right, dude, you're, you're, it's over. I'm going, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do, right? So then we're walking out to practice, and he's like, you better apologize to me or you're going to be sorry. I was like, dude, I'm not apologizing to you. Like, I am going to just, you know, crap in your helmet or something. Yeah. And he's like, no, you got to call me daddy. I think it was Captain Longshanks who wanted me to call him and apologize. I was like, all right. And then he said, you have to lay in the stretch. And I didn't, so we go to practice. I don't apologize. I don't think anything of it. But as we walk in the locker room, three tires from my car are sitting in front of my locker. The other one's hidden somewhere in the facility. <laughs> Just three. I, I, walk, I walk outside, the car's on blocks. And I'm going, 
Oh my god! I had to get a ride home for like oh the whole week. So until I called him, of course I go, okay, Captain Lawrence, I'm sorry. And so, so then of course that started this like supposed prank where Will White, Cope, and all the guys get, get the idea. Let's fill Brady's car up with um, foam peanuts, right? And yeah, so like we go up and we used to do walk through on what was it the second floor? And yeah, the, in, in the, the club, street club. when it was cold. Yeah, club level. Yep. So you could look right out on the parking lot, and so the, all of them were already giggling. All the linemen are sitting over there. They're laughing. They're pointing out, hey, "Castle, you got him good." I'm sitting there going, "What the hell are you talking about?" And we walk over, and there's Brady and myself, and I go. I didn't, I didn't do that. I said, I did not blow up my car. I didn't do that. Don't like, blow up my yeah, car. yeah, yeah. And the other. And then right I after see that, now. Belichick pulls up the whole team and says, all right, guys, it's about enough. This isn't yeah. World War F and three. Well, all right, somebody's going to get hurt, knock it off. And so I was like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're the greatest coach of all time. You're protecting your players. You got your guys back. You got it. Uh, he mentioned one thing, the Gatorade thing. Yeah, we yeah. ask everybody this question. We asked, you know, everybody so far it's been on uh what's your favorite gatorade color that you drink is there a color that you like uh, i'm Come. just old school i'm old school traditional orange no zero okay. no yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we didn't no, expect no. it we don't we don't yeah. include g2 we, we don't include, include any of that zero. Zero. just no. old school orange i'm good with that orange is yeah, starting to take the lead good. max because you know dan's a red guy there's a lot of red people that Fruit are orange. scary and then there's a lot of yellows i'm yeah. a yellow yellow so tastes you're, like you're orange that's fine yellow tastes like piss i'm just saying We'll, we'll let you, yeah, we'll let you get red, away with orange. Red stains your lips for like three Yeah, days. you look like a nine-year-old no, that Castle. just came off the field. You know you field like redheads. You know, yeah. like red <laughs> <heads>, Castle. <laughs> you know I love gingers, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's All right. right. All right, buddy. So you, you didn't give us a pick. You like Tampa, but you also like Kansas City. Is that where you stand, yeah, too? You took the middle. You know what? I'll take Tampa Bay. Let's go with our okay, old there boy. Go. There, you go. there we go. There we go. I like Morris it. Morris can pull off the seven. Let's go. If, baby. if he does, I heard that you know the the Derby trip that you guys go on it's is probably, probably going to be in pretty incredible if he has another right. Super Bowl. If you go, I'll that's go. If you go, I'll, I'll go. Let's just hope we. Are you kidding me? If we still get an info, you know the trip is just going to be how many people are going to be on this trip? Oh, it's going to be, and we're going to feel we're going to feel like the old guys, you know, like that that are just there. It's such as all his new players. Like he'll he'll have probably all those receivers and all those guys. The new lineman, yeah, the new Uh, lineman. Then you feel weird. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, third wheel. You know what? Third wheel. But it's still a free yeah. trip, and you get to go to the derby. Oh, so I might say yes. Yeah, well, uh, might say yes. yes. Yeah. 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 We got to celebrate <laughs> okay. it with them. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Tom. Exactly. I'll see. I'll see you in Louisville. No problem. <laughs> yeah, we'll meet Let's you there. Go. See you, Louisville. All right, brother. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks we'll, a lot. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. See ya. Oscar Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.